Welcome back to another episode of CCW Insider. This week I am talking with the woman backstage getting the scoops and thoughts from wrestlers. She interviews, she podcasts, she's a boxing correspondent, she's a huge wrestling fan. Lisi Almeida, welcome to CCW Insider. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. Absolutely. And uh, so first question, you're usually the person asking the question. So does flipping this around make make you nervous or anything? <laughs> you know what? I was I was kind of having a moment before because I'm like, wait, I don't have to do anything. I have to just show up and get asked questions. It's very odd to be on this side, but um, I'm going to do my best. I promise not to put you on the spot. You're, you're kind of like in the Alex Trebek position where you're, you know, you're well, kind of the reverse of that. Usually you're bringing questions. Now you have to bring answers. So exactly. So, um, you know, you and I were exchanging some emails and you had said to me um, that you kind of described yourself as a borderline super fan of wrestling. So I wonder, could you talk about your fandom? When did it start for you? And, and now that you're in the business, does that fandom persist in the same way that it was or has it changed? Wow. So I'm not going to age myself. I just want to preface my answer with that. But it's pretty much since birth. Uh, I grew up in a family that loves wrestling. My dad, my grandfathers. I also grew up in a generation. I have all sisters. However, they're, you know, we're pretty spread apart. I grew up in a generation of boys where um, all my cousins my age, and there were a lot of us, were all boys. So we all, you know, we loved wrestling. We loved watching Monday Night Raw we really just couldn't get enough of it. And, you know, we still have that same core group that, you know, we're still fans still today. So when I say I'm a super fan, I think I don't mean it like I'm not, it's, it's not like, Oh my God, I'm going to run up on a wrestler. If I see them and be like, Hey, like, of course you love to meet wrestlers and you love to, you know, be involved and stuff like that. I think that I just really love the history behind it too. Um, I started at a very young age, just reading up on like, just any magazine I could get a hold of, um, you know, as I got older, reading Wikipedia and the blogs and stuff like that, and really just kind of like understanding every wrestler has a different story of how they got into the business too. And I, I find that part of it, um, you know, extremely interesting because um, we all took a different path to get to where we are. So um, I attend as many shows as I can. I'm originally from Boston, so very big wrestling town. Um, like I said, attend as many shows as I can. Um, I now live in Miami. I, you know, attend as many shows as I can too here. And that kind of led me to be able to, um, you know, work with CCW, which, you know, I'm really enjoying so far. Two big wrestling towns, really Miami and Boston. Um, the night center has, they've been doing shows since well for a long, long time. <laughs> but Bruce Owens on the show not too long ago. And he talked about, the history of wrestling in, in Florida and whatnot and, uh, and and his history, which is going back 50 years. So um, you don't have to date yourself there. You're not as old as him. <laughs> <laughs> we love Bruce. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and you talked about loving the history of wrestling. I do too. I, in fact, I, I know you have a podcast. Uh, I also have another podcast and it's the Daily Wrestling News Show. And I, I have a historical topic from wrestling that I talk about each every day. Um, and your show, Mainly Wrestling, does something similar. I mean, you you talk about a show from, you know, ages ago sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I want, can you talk about how did how did the idea for that come about? And um, and how do you how do you know your your co hosts and everything? Yeah, it's a really weird way to 
they're not from Boston. People. They're not from Boston. <laughs> they're actually not even from the U.S. Um, so my my two co-hosts, um, Jack and John, who's by JJ, um, they're actually from Gibraltar. Well, they're not from Gibraltar. They live in Gibraltar. They're from the U.K. Um, Jack runs a few different wrestling pages, and we kind of just became friends um, online, like through Instagram, um, most notably uh, No Context Flair. So I think, uh, you know, we, we share a lot on there. And he's a big fan of, of, you know, 80s wrestling. I'm a big fan of, you know, 80s and 90s wrestling um, and obviously wrestling today, too. But we kind of just got together and we're, he asked me if I wanted to, you know, do a spot on their show um, when they were starting the show together last year. And, you know, I was kind of that they, they did like one or two episodes without me and then they brought me in and I was, you know, we kind of just hit it off like we really meshed really well together. And just the concept of, you know, keeping that wrestling history alive, right? Um, we grew up, again, not dating myself, but growing up in the 90s, you know, we got to see a lot of historic moments in wrestling. And I think a lot of people, um, you know, just don't know all the history and don't know, okay, well, this is who they are today, but this is who they were yesterday and the day before. Um, so us being able to just go back and visit wrestling from the from the 80s and the 90s and kind of just get that. It's that feel good time, too, right, where you get to look back on your childhood and be like, OK, well, 25 years ago today, Ric Flair did this or, you know, 25 years ago today, Shawn Michaels did this or Bret Hart did this. And you're just like, oh, my God, like you remember just watching it live or where you were or, you know, going to school the next day and talking to your friends about it. And it's just it, it just warms your heart a little bit. It does. And you have the benefit of, you know, the years that followed as well. To, you know, when you go look back on something, you have that all this time that has elapsed uh, and what they did from there, you know. Do you have a favorite episode that you've done? Oh, I don't know. I think maybe the episode that kind of sticks out the most to me is we, when Scott Hall passed away, we did a series of tributes to him. And growing up, Scott Hall was one of my absolute favorite wrestlers. He's actually the very first wrestler I ever met. Um, I remember like my dad took me and my sister to some meet and greet at like a department store and we met him and I, it was just the coolest thing ever. Um, so that was one of the, you know, one of the ones that really touched me and, you know, obviously a big loss to the wrestling business. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, okay. So one of the things that you also told me when we were exchanging emails, you have a, another gig as a boxing correspondent. What does that even mean? <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's actually funny. So I feel like one small change in your life just brings so many other opportunities. So doing my podcast with with Jack and JJ, um, you know, some connections that I was able to make through them uh, led me to you know be able to start doing some boxing corresponding. Um, this year, I was, you know, thankful and grateful to be part of the first women's um, main event at Madison Square Garden, um, Taylor and Serrano. And it was just, it was an amazing fight. It, it was amazing to just be able to be part of that. And boxing is something that is, it really means a lot to my family too. Um, my, my grandfather and I are very, very, very close. He's almost 95 years old and he was a boxer in his youth. And, you know, he, wow. he, he, it, he always talked about it and he just shared so many stories with us of, you know, and this is literally during like World War II time uh, when he's like, you know, I was a champion back home. And I'm like, where are you? 
<laughs> so, um, it's just, it's really near and dear to my heart. And um, it's just, it's great because there is a lot of crossover that you get to see, right? And, um, you know, at that particular event, I was able to um, interview Becky Lynch, um, which was just like, and I know you asked earlier, if you ever have any fangirl moments, tiny one um, there. <laughs> um, and then I also got to interview um, Bianca Belair um, and they were just such a joy to interview. And, you know, they, they, they just do so much for the sport, um, but also for women in the sport. So sure. it was, it was a, a big pleasure of mine to be able to, to chat with them and, you know, do a segment with them too. I watched both of those interviews um, and you did great, by the way. You didn't, you didn't fangirl anything like Thank that. You. You, Thank you. But, you know, you sounded great, I'd asked good questions. And I, I was wondering in regards to that, did you have a lot of time to prepare for that? Did you know it was going to happen? No, I had okay. zero time to prepare. So I'll actually tell you the story. So we're there, we're, we're doing the coverage. It's like a Wednesday or Thursday um, before the fight. Um, I'm walking in with my producer and all I hear was they're doing the, the sign in and I'm, you know, I'm getting my bracelets and I heard something, 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 Rebecca Quinn. And I was like, <laughs> that's Becky Lynch. I was like, I was like, Frank, we need to interview her. He's like, okay, good. <laughs> and he's, and I think that was my moment where I was like, okay. So I was just like, okay, I don't care who I interview today. I need to make sure that I interview Becky Lynch. And then um, Bianca being there was just like icing on the cake. Um, and the two of them did like, you know, different little promo um, for, for Taylor and for Serrano, which was awesome too. And it just goes, goes to show that the two sports, they are connected. I mean, they're at the end of the day, like they're, they're sister sports. You can't, you really can't have one without the other. You don't know which one came first. Sure. So you, you can imagine which one came first, but you know. <laughs> um, so you had no time to prepare, but you, yes, you asked really good questions. Um, and I wonder, is that an, in, is that a, a, like an inherent skill for you or is it something learned? How, how did, well, that's hard to do. So I I'm, think, I'm wondering. I think that was probably the, those were the easiest interviews that I did that day. And I'll tell you why, because I, while I, I love boxing, I'm, I, I'm not as close to it as I am to wrestling. Um, I think I like to say wrestling's in my blood. So I could, these are questions that I'm just like, okay, I have experience doing interviews and things like that. These are questions that maybe I wanted to know. Um, and they just, they, I really didn't have anything planned. I just went in and I was like, I, I'm going to just see where the conversation goes. And Becky is so easy to interview because she just gives you so much. Um, so it, it really wasn't um, like a super hard endeavor to, to interview her. And Bianca is equally easy to interview because she's just so warm and kind. And it just, it, it creates that friendly atmosphere where you're, you feel like you're so comfortable and you feel like you know her. And you mentioned to me that there was something, something like that, that opened up the door for you to get into, into wrestling a bit with, with CCW. Yeah. So I wanted to ask, how did, how did that, how did that leap happen? And how did you get involved with CCW? Yeah. So I had been to a few shows, um, cause living down when I first moved down to Miami, I was like, oh, let me see if they have like any like local, you know, indie promos and stuff like that. I start following them and I started to see like, oh, there's shows like I'll, I'll pull up to one. 
Um, so I, you know, I've attended a few shows in the past and, you know, done some like meet and greets and stuff like that with, you know, some of the, with our talent. And I think like, we probably just like started following each other on, on Instagram or whatever. And obviously like I posted, um, the, the interviews and, um, Jackal Stevens, Justin, sorry, I, I, I'm going to call him his real name, sorry, reached out to me and was like, hey, I didn't know you did this. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I, I, I do this. Um, and then he put me in contact with, with Nelio and, you know, with, and I met Ariel and, you know, they're like, hey, like, do you, do you want to come do interviews for us? And I'm like, sure, I would I don't know if you watched The Office, but I was like, absolutely, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it just, you know, very small little things just, you know, lead you to God knows where. Yeah, absolutely. So down in Miami, you have some good shows. You have Bash at the Brew down there. You have Saturday Night Slam down there. And Fort Lauderdale's not too far away, so you can get to all the not breakout shows. So yeah. yeah. So um, I'm always curious to find out what people's family think when you tell them that you're, you're going into, uh, do something with wrestling. Yeah. Uh, now you're you, the way you kind of set yourself up though, your family seems to really be, uh, to love wrestling. So for you, it might be a different answer. I, I, so I wonder. They were like, say? they were like, well, it's about time. <laughs> 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 so, I mean, I, my sisters are like, this will be amazing for you. You, you love it. And you, you know, it's something that you're passionate about and you already have like your podcast that you do. And, you know, we were so surprised it took you this long to find something to do. So, I mean, everyone has just been extremely supportive. And I think that that has helped a lot. I think, um, a lot of people don't know this, but I'm, I'm relatively reserved. I'm not going to say shy, um, and especially like trying something new like this, um, especially at this big age, um, it's like, you know, when you're, when you're, if you're 20 years old, you're like, oh, I have nothing to lose. I'll just try it. And if I don't like it, whatever. And, you know, as you get older, you're like, you know, you're a little bit more careful with the, 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 the steps that you take and the new opportunities and stuff. So it was, it was a big step for me. Um, but my family was not surprised at all. I think that they were, you know, they're like, wow, we're glad you're, you're finding something that you enjoy and that you get to spend time doing. And so what's the most surprising thing about, uh, you know, that you found since you joined the CCW team? What, what has surprised you about the business now that you're on this side of it? Honestly, it's really the entire production behind the scenes. And I don't think that I... I don't even think that the average wrestling fan considers what it takes to put on a show, right? You don't, you don't think, oh, these people just show up there on a Saturday night and they, the ring is, the ring is there and they're just ready to go. You don't see the people coming hours ahead of time, setting up the ring, setting up the chairs, setting up the, you know, the staging, the, the, the sound check, all of that, you know, getting, getting the match card together, you know, working, working through the, the amount of time that it takes to, to put on the show and also putting on a show that the, that is going to make the, the, the crowd go home happy. Um, I know when we have our, you know, our meetings before every single show. And I, I really love that. He says this, like Nelio always stresses, like we need to make sure that our fans go home happy. And I, I really love that. And I value it. And it just shows in the, the, 
the love, the labor of love that you see everybody doing, you know, backstage that the fans don't necessarily know that's going on. So um, that's probably been, has been what is most surprising to me is really just what it, what goes into it. You, if you're not a part of it, you really can't imagine what it takes. It, it's, it's interesting because I think a lot of wrestling fans, you know, when you, when you look at AEW or WWE or, or any company, they're quick to quick to critique the creative elements. And, yeah. you know, the thing that you, the thing that you just described is how much like logistics go in before the creative part can even be layered on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, N- Nelio talked, I think on one of the shows that I've done with him about the, you know, having multiple rings has really helped, you know, the logistics of things and how the more shows you do, the, you know, the more things smoothen out. Um, so I, you know, great, it, good insight on your part, I guess, on that. Yeah. Is there a favorite event that you've been a part of so far? I I would have to say, ooh, it's tough. I feel like the all the brew shows are so fun and energetic. And especially, like, I mean, they started me very slow, which was great. Um, I did not sign up to be a ring announcer, but it's but here I am. Um, they were like, "Hey, I know I know we brought you in to do interviews, but you want to ring announce for the pre-show?" And I was just like, "Sure." Um, obviously, you're not going to say no, right? Right. Meanwhile, I'm like getting ready to like pass out. Um, <laughs> but I think just all of the brew shows, just the crowd is just so energetic, and you can see why people get addicted to being part of the business because. Like we just have such good fans that they really appreciate. You can tell that they really appreciate the the work that the wrestlers do. Um, you know, to put on a good show for them, and I, I think that that's probably you know the, the the venue that the venue dictates that for 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 whatever reason, right? Um, I think probably one of the craziest shows that I've been a part of is when Ariel um, won the championship. Um, I went home that night with beer all in my hair and all <laughs> over my clothes. So that show definitely sticks out. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> the fans were, you know what? It's, it's heat, brother. Um, yeah. they, they definitely were into it that night and um, we, we felt it. Well, you know, there's, you know, I, I always, I always say that, uh, you know, like Chacha had a pretty good long run as champion. Mm-hmm. And Santos before him was a long time as champion. So, you know, the fact that, you know, Ariel was able to unseat Cha-Cha, uh, it's, a, it's a big deal. You know, when you have Huge. a champion that's that's been a champion for like seven or eight months, you know, we all look at Roman Reigns and he's been champion for, you know, a thousand days almost. But, <laughs> but it's that's kind of uncommon. Yeah. So, and, and especially on the the uh, like the territories or regional promotions like yeah. you don't ever see that so we've been following the these guys for a long time. <laughs> what's that in the fans love cha-cha so. oh, yes. especially <laughs> especially in miami so yeah. yes. so ccw it, you know it's a bit of an anomaly when it comes to pro wrestling there's very few companies that are able to run their schedule from your point of view as an announcer, correspondent, super fan, um, why do you think CCW can do that successfully? And why do you think the fans come back every week or actually, think, every 
month or whatever this you know the, well the they're there every week at whichever location that they're at on the loop right um mm -hmm. i think first of all this is a very hard question so you're gonna you're making me earn it tonight um <laughs> i really think just from my perspective they they do good storytelling um, which is something that wrestling doesn't necessarily always has it. We haven't seen a lot of it in the last few years. Let me just say it that way. Um, do a lot of good storytelling, but we also, I think we listen, we listen to the fans, but we also do right by the business. And I don't think, I don't think that there's one selfish person that I work with there. You know, no one is like, I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to do that. And when I say that, I mean it like, the, the guys that you see they're putting on the show, they're there early setting up the ring. They're cleaning after. Like th this, this company has such a good family atmosphere that I, I think that it's just, you know, attributed to the way that Nelio and Dan run things that it really does have that, that family element um, where like everybody's close. Everybody wants to do good. Everybody wants to help each other. And that shows in the final product at the end of the day. And that's why the fans really, you know, the, the fans feel it. I, I felt it, you know, just going into the, the the few shows that I went to before, you know, I became involved with them. Like, I was like, I I'm happy to come back on a, on a Saturday night. I don't have any, you know, it's not because I don't have anything else to do. It's like, I'm excited to, to, to go to the next show. And they leave you with that, you know, oh my God, I can't wait till they come back next month. Like that doesn't happen a lot. So it's, you know, they, they really have their, their, their fingers on the pulse with that. I think that it's so apt that uh, CCW, the, the branding, the last territory, because yeah. what you just described of bringing the people back, like, you know, the next time they come through the loop, people being excited to go through, that's something that they that was really important in the territories, and it's yeah. it's really not as as important with your WWE and your AEW because they don't come back through the loop as frequently, you know. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly, exactly. And it, the t TV versus you know the the live shows is is a very different it's a different world. So we're you know if you're if you're a a fan that watches you know just WWE or AEW, you you may not understand why you know, indie shows book the way that they do, but we'll save that for another time. Sure. If there's somebody watching our conversation right now from say, you know, Georgia or North Carolina or someplace that CCW doesn't run, what would you tell them about CCW? I'm so sorry that you can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Tuesdays uh, on, a, on a live wrestling, they can see that, but. Of course, of course. Well, I'm sorry, sorry you can't see it live. That's more so what I meant. Um, I think that I would tell them that obviously they don't know what they're missing out on, but to tune in every Tuesday at seven um, and, you know, just follow the action the way that they can. And you know what, if you're ever in Nashville, pop in for a show there too. There you go. So you, you have not been in the business very long. I think it was earlier this year that you joined CCW, right? I'm a newborn. Yeah. What are your sort of immediate goals and long-term? You know what? A lot of people ask me this um, just personally. And I think the, the way that I approached this was just with such, you know, an open concept and just a blank slate, right? I know what I don't know, which is great. So every time that I do a show, I learn so much. And um, every time I do a show, I gain more confidence and I gain more experience. 
And I, I'm really lucky to be working in an environment where everyone is just so supportive. And I, I get a lot of, Lisa, you did great. Lisa, you did great. And, you know, very, very, very positive. Um, so I, I want to say sky is the limit, right? I want to go as far as I can. Um, I don't know what that is today, but I'm really just, I'm so, I'm just so happy and just enjoying just being involved that, um, you know, you, you don't want to put the cart before the horse. You just want to, you know, just taking it one show at a time. If people haven't seen you do an interview or ring announce yet, is there a particular interview that you would send them to go see? Ooh, um, I love all of the interviews that I do with Dr. Eric Christopher and Agony. I mean, <laughs> I like looking back on them. They're hilarious. I mean, agony is breathing on my neck and it is the <laughs> literally like, I'm not kidding. When I do those interviews, it is the most uncomfortable 60 seconds. Of <laughs> it shows you do look very uncomfortable. <laughs> right? It's literally like you have like a huge, like, there's probably not too much that's more uncomfortable than a person physically breathing down your neck. So, <laughs> um, those, those are my favorite interviews. Um, but we also did a really cool interview, um, me, Jesse Elaban, and Kylan King um, at one of the brew shows uh, that it, it ended up in an alley. Um, so it was, it, that's, that's probably one of the ones that sticks out as my favorite. All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for doing the show with us this week. Um, anything else that you want to tell people or, or at least tell people where they can go uh, get your podcast? Oh, yes, of course. Please uh, like, subscribe, follow Mainly Wrestling on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all the above. All right. Well, again, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You have been watching CCW Insider, produced by Minutes to Bell Time in association with Coastal Championship Wrestling.